fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MD's baseball podcast. Today is Monday, May 16th, 2022. This is our 22nd episode, ironically. Uh, your host, Dominic Martino, co-host Matthew Anne. Matt, how you doing, my brother? See, you finally got yourself in the, the win column there in the, the big money league, huh? Well, finally, man. I mean, it's been brutal, but, you know, we, we, uh, we prevailed. You know, we fought. We put the blue tape, blue face paint across the face, and uh, we 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 charged into victory. Yeah, there you go, oh. my brother. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. So hopefully, you can meet me up at the top of the the, the rankings uh, sooner than later. Give me a week. But- yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I like the attitude. I like the attitude. Well, you know what? I'll say this. I know Matt and I specifically are dealing with the injury bug, and it's it's just been it's been tough over these first few weeks. And you know, today we're hitting you with our infamous waiver wire episode for this week. So uh, stay tuned. But you know, as always, we're gonna gonna start off here with a finger on the pulse. Dan, this one is interesting. So you know, we're gonna gonna start off with our boy Hunter Green. A little congratulations to the kid. He went out there, and you know, seven point one no hit innings. Uh, I believe it was a uh, nine Ks there. I'm gonna pull up that uh staff specific staff for the uh, you there in a second but um man he looked lights out but too bad they could not pull out the win there for him they still wind up losing the game it's like i think one of the only games in mlb history where a team loses and doesn't give up a hit so you know that stinks but the kid the kid's looking good after you know a few subpar games so yeah it was 7.1 no hit innings he gave up um you know he get, had nine strikeouts uh he walked five though so you know he's a little little shaky with the control but man he looked pretty good i know it was the the lowly uh pittsburgh Pirates, but I'm I'm excited to see what Hunter Green you know could do here. He gets Toronto his next start, so I don't know if I'm starting him in that one. But 37% owned on Yahoo, I think Hunter Green's worth the pickup after that uh that big outing there. Yeah, I mean the the uh, it's pretty it's pretty encouraging. Let's put it that way. Um, I'm not like not out on him like I was a couple weeks ago, but at the same time, I'm also not in on him either. So I guess it's like it's like this. He had a good start last week prior to this one against Milwaukee. Yeah, he did. Uh, he had a 338 ERA with six Ks in five innings with a 1-5 whip, which is a little bit on the high side. But then he follows it up with this start. We almost thrown a no-no if they would have let him go. But, I mean, at this point, you kind of got to take it like this. You don't want to trade for him because I wouldn't do that yet. Yeah, I agree with you on that. If I'm in a non-keeper league or dynasty league, I might want to trade high because of the hype and the young sexy name. But if I'm in um, a dynasty league, I'm holding and I'm smiling because this is what we've been waiting for. So right now I would just take a very um, – either an unload like I did with Mackenzie Gore or um, or you do something like uh, you hold and call it a day. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with most of everything you said there. I will say this. I think at 37% owned and just the way uh, starting pitcher has looked recently, I'd say he's a go out there, wait and see. I'm definitely, once again, I'm going to reiterate here with Hunter Green. I'm not starting him um, at Toronto. Yeah, that's definitely not something I'm willing to do. Oh. But you hold him, you throw him on the bench, and you kind of see where, you know, the this road takes him. Because you know what? If he does go out there and he throws a gem against Toronto, everyone's going to own him. That 37% is flying up to 80. So I don't know if this year is going to be his break. Breakout year, I'm kind of on wait and see with him. You know, I, I mean, like I said, if there, if you got the spot on your team, definitely go out there and just add him, just precautionary. He's that kind of talent with throwing 100 miles an hour, and he's got you know pretty good breaking stuff too. So I would say with Hunter Green, man, you know, um, definitely, definitely, um, interesting, definitely interesting to see. You know, congratulations to the kid going out there and doing what he did. That's that's awesome to see. So we're gonna keep a push in there from um, you know, uh, 
Hunter Green's uh, awesome outing to our news and notes here. We're starting with one um, that's uh, sad to see. One of my boys, um, Jesus Lazardo, um, goes to, to the IL here with the forearm strain. And I don't like to see that personally. It's just not, not something everyone to see with the starting pitchers. Anything in the arm is just, you know, usually doesn't end well. So I will say this, though. Um, I heard some people in the organization saying it might be a minimum stay, but that's just, you know, hearsay at this point. So I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not necessarily believing all of that. But with Lazardo, he's been so good so far so knowing that he had that injury is probably why that last start didn't look so good so i'm gonna go ahead and say this i'm just gonna say don't mind your il he's not a drop at this point for me yeah i mean he's on the 15 day il there's been no mris or anything yet so i mean things are um things are not looking great yet um i want to hear what the mri comes back at i want to hear where he's standing before i make any decisions i pray it's not tj because i don't want to see him get another setback after finally figuring it out so you know, let's all keep the prayers with the man and uh, see what's going on. Um, if I'm in redraft league and somebody kind of floats me something really nice for it, I might take it. Um, other than that, he's a stronghold for me. I do want to throw um, one more thing out there. Um, so the thing is, we've talked about Max Meyer, um, Marlins prospect on this podcast before. It doesn't look like he's going to get the call Tuesday, which, you know, some people speculated. I think they're going with Cody Petit for Tuesday. But I will say this. I did see a tweet from, um, I believe his name is Craig Mish. He's one of um, the Marlins reporters. He did come out and retweet something that um, from somebody else. I, don't, I can't remember who he retweeted it from, but I know it was Craig Mish, the Marlins dude, retweeted Somebody saying that um, Kim Ning, uh, the Marlins uh, GM, came out and said that, you know, Cody Petit is the one starting Tuesday. But as far as the weekend goes, they're not, you know, they're not saying anything. So I do want to say, guys, Max Meyer is still a very great young pitcher. If he, he is pitching Tuesday for um, AAA Jacksonville. So I would monitor that start. If he goes out there and he throws another gem like he has been, you know, rebounds off of that last bad start, I could possibly see him getting the call this weekend. Once again, a very, very high in pitching prospect. He's been absolutely great his whole career. Um, if you want, uh, go check the YouTube video. Um, it's a big Max Meyer picture. You know, I forget what uh, exact episode it was. But if you want to hear more about him, just go into that. He's somebody to monitor here, you know, going, going forward over the next week with the Marlins. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there um, as far as uh, the Lazardo injury goes. So to keep it pushing, though, we're going to talk about um, another unfortunate one. Um, Casey Mize had a setback on that elbow injury. Uh, he went out there and, uh, you know, he just wasn't feeling it. So he told them, you know, he can't really throw at uh full capacity yet so just something to monitor there if you were kind of you know banking on him coming back he's kind of falling in the rankings of the the il uh stashes that starting pitcher in my opinion man i know it's one of your boys so if you want to just add something in there before we keep pushing be uh, my guest yeah it's not encouraging whatsoever the fact that he had to say yo i'm not throwing as hard and i'm not feeling great um that tells me he's at least a month maybe a month and a half which that at that point it's after all star break so i just yeah. wouldn't even count on him until then unfortunate because he was he he looked like he was gonna be back next week um i picked him up everywhere unfortunately but uh yeah that's all we really got to say on that i guess we'll move on to the next piece of news which is uh, keep it rolling keep it rolling my other boy ronald acuna probably everybody's boy but um ronald acuna you know covers from the acl now dealing with groin injury but i just saw a report today that um there's a possibility for and hopeful for tomorrow so that's a good sign i think you know what it is he really didn't have time to warm up. He kind of really just destroyed Triple A because, I mean, you can't keep a talent like that. Yeah, <laughs> like that video. They just kind of let him go crazy. <laughs> yeah, so they let him run a little too much, and then he's not really fully stretched out or warmed up. So, you know, this is going to be a product of that. I just hope this doesn't linger. This is one of those things where it's soft tissue issues, where like they can keep coming back, 
So, you know, it's something to watch out. Um, I mean, it's not like it's affecting anything of my opinion of Ronald Acuna. If he's oh, yeah. healthy, he's playing, and that's just it. But, you know, it's just something, you know, be aware of what you're getting into while you have him. And, you know, don't be surprised. Don't get angry. Just, you know, just understand this is probably going to happen again in another another week or so. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I did see an update here that he ran the bases before today's game, which is Monday, you know, Acuna. Uh, I just want to, you know, just chime in to what Matt said. They just they were kind of letting him do his thing. And sometimes you got to save your like, you know, you got someone's got to save you from yourself. You know, because the kid's one of the most talented baseball players, you know, in the world, if not the most talented baseball player in the world, definitely in contention for, you know, that category. But, you know, he was just running, stealing bases, playing the field. So they were kind of like, oh, you could just do it. Go do it. But like I said, sometimes you got to stop. You know, someone's got to hold you back from, you know, doing too much in life. You know, we all want to just accomplish everything we possibly can. But sometimes you got to slow down and, you know, just just feel it out. You know, especially a young kid like him. You know, he just like wants to do everything right away. And not that he can't. It's just that you do need to slow it down and get into it. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Braves kind of say to him, hey, you know, we're going to try and get this uh, slow play it a little bit here. So you don't get hurt, you know, for us long term, you know, especially if they want to win another championship like last year, they're going to really going to really need him, especially without, you know, Freddie Freeman there. So maybe he slows down with the steals. Maybe he's not playing out in the field every day. Maybe he gets a little time at DH, like, you know, the, the Phillies are doing Bryce Harper right now, which is actually doing wonderful for Bryce Harper. So maybe they uh, do that sentiment here. But once again, like Matt said, Cunha's you know, a top player when, when he's healthy, but just monitor his health here and we'll keep you updated on Acuna's grind going forward. Um, just to keep it pushing here, uh, Chris Bryant looks like he's going to start a rehab assignment Tuesday and, you know, um, he should be back. I think they're saying by the end of the week, which is awesome news, you know, let's see what KB can do. Uh, we're going to keep it pushing once again. Uh, Lucas Giolito is on the COVID IL, but I did see an update not that long ago that it looks like he could potentially start either Tuesday or Wednesday. So that's good news for Lucas Giolito, especially off that, um, you know, uh, injury early in the season. You know, you really don't want to see him out and miss any more time, a talent like that. Uh, keep it pushing. A guy that was having a huge breakout for the Mets, so that's Tyler McGill. Uh, he hits the IL with a right bicep tendinitis injury. Um, man, just you don't like those arms injuries on those pitchers. You just never like seeing that. And, you know, dealing with tendinitis, I've dealt with it myself and my shoulder, man. That stuff just lingers and lingers and lingers. So for this season, you know, um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of a little bit out on him for the the, the time being, my brother. Uh, any comments on um, McGill? Ah, uh, you know what? Uh, th this is another thing. Tendonitis. I've had it in my shoulder. Yeah, see, um, both of us. Yeah, I know yeah. you too. Actually, you know what's funny? I forgot until you said it. The both yeah. of us. So we we know that that thing is not comfortable. I mean, yes, they're gonna have probably the best doctors of all time. Where I'm just gonna get mediocre healthcare. But um, you know, yeah. it's one of those things where I, he's gonna be out for a month at least. You know, it's tendonitis is no fun. So. It's just essentially it's inflammation and especially the bicep, which means it's going to be connected to the elbow. It's going to affect everything. It's going to mess up. It's going to mess him up. He's not even going to be able to pitch for a month. I guarantee it. Yeah. And it's a shame because he was having, you know, a, a great year. So just uh, keep, keep him stashed for now. And I would, I, I would monitor the situation and we'll, we'll keep you updated here at the MDs. Uh, Willie Adamas uh, left ankle sprain here. X-rays came back clean on him, but you know, once again, something you never want to see for you know a, a batter, you know, especially a guy who you know runs like a little bit like Adamas does. Um, I know, just uh, I wouldn't monitor the situation, see if he hits the IL here over the next few days. If he does, 
he's a stash in most leagues. You know, he's got a lot of bombs so far in the season. I know the batting average is a little bit lower for Adamas than some people expected, you know, especially myself with that uh, Milwaukee Brewers team, especially after what he did last year, you know, really killed it down the stretch for that team, did Willie Adamas. But other than that, Matt, you got any thoughts here on Adamas? No, you covered it. Yeah, so uh, moving forward, Jeremy Pena missed the last three games with some right knee discomfort. Um, once again, might monitor that situation to see uh, if he hits the IL. I'm actually going to check to see if he is in the lineup today, Monday. Is Pena in the lineup? He is not. So it looks like a fourth uh, straight missed game there for him. Uh, Blake Snell is going to be starting Wednesday against the Phillies, which is awesome. I finally get to see what Blake Snell does this year. He was actually looking pretty good in the minors so far. Let me see if I could find those Blake Snell minor league numbers so far this season. Uh, Matt, I know you have him in a lot of places. Any thoughts here on Blake Snell? I'm pretty excited. I'm just hoping that changeup goes bye-bye and he's going to be the best pitcher in baseball. Well, one of them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the thing with him. Yeah. So as long as that's gone, you know, we're, we're I'm pretty excited. I guess we'll see if he's crushing it, which uh, down in the minors, it tells me he's not throwing it. I, so. I got the numbers for you. I got the numbers. So, uh, so far, Blake Snell in the minors, three starts, 277 ERA, 13 innings, 19 Ks, two walks, and a 084 whip. Very, very um not throwing my change up Blake Snellian of him. I remember last year, you know, um, I had him in, in almost all my leagues. One of my favorite players of you know all time, Blake Snell. I love him. I, I don't love his attitude, but I I love what he can do out there on the, the baseball, you know, field. And man, you know, after he stopped throwing that change up last year, he had about seven, eight starts before he got hurt, and he looked like like Matt said, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh right now, if he I don't his ownership is probably crazy high, but if he's out there, anyone dropped him, you know, go pick him up. Uh, I mean, it's a, right now is the buy low opportunity before he gets that first start. So if, you know, you want to go out there, throw a little offer at the Blake Snell owner, I would advise that at the moment. Uh, but to keep it going here. Oh, with that, um, Mackenzie Gore, by the way, that's another one that I had mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, with Blake Snell coming back, Mackenzie Gore hits the bullpen and, um, Anyone that was banking on Mackenzie Gore to do um any anything big here over the next, I'd say, couple months, it doesn't look like he's going to do so. They're going to try and limit those innings on the kid, but he has looked um, pretty much lights out here so far to start the season. So, you know, um, I would say in shallower leagues, he's probably a drop right now in um, Dynasty Keeper, obviously a hold, and maybe in um, deeper formats, uh, he's a hold as well. I will say this, the San Diego Padre rotation doesn't have the best uh, – track record with uh, injuries. So, you know, he, uh, Mackenzie Gore could be right back in that lineup at any moment, but right now it doesn't look like he is going to be there. My brother, that's one of your guys. Any thoughts on him real quick? I mean, Mackenzie Gore is a fantastic talent, but the window was last week when I, when I said, Hey, trade him. Um, it was closing. Yeah. We, we, we both said it. We both came out and told everyone, trade him, trade him, trade him. Like he's one of those guys that, you know what, like, Dynasty and keeper, um, like you know, where you're you're kind of in that rebuild, I'd hold on to him. But other yeah, than definitely. that, uh, you know, you're in a redraft league or you don't got room to keep him. Sayonara. Definitely redraft cut him. Yeah, it's just yeah. like unless you're like in a 15 man, like a deep league, or you know, like uh yeah, NL only or anything, like those are holds, but anything shallower than that, it's just gonna be tough to justify a guy maybe throwing two, three innings out of the pen tops is just gonna be tough. Yeah. I'll He's tell you this, I tried that. to do it with uh with Michael Kopech last year in a few leagues, and it's just it, I, by the end of the year, I've just wound up cutting him because it wasn't worth it. You know, it was just it was a really tough situation. So with Mackenzie Gore here, it's just it's going to be really tough to hold on to him going forward. 
Um, but besides Mackenzie Gore, Byron Buxton, man, uh, this guy is just, he's something else, man. Hit a couple of bombs over the weekend playing through that uh, knee injury. But the Twins did come out and say that they're going to be careful with him going forward. So I wouldn't be surprised if Byron Buxton gets a day off here or there, you know, over the next maybe month or so. And maybe they limit him on the steals a little bit. Maybe he does a little bit of DHing during that time. Just somebody you want to be very, very careful with. And I think Matt said it like best at the beginning of the season, you kind of want to trade this guy right now i mean it, it's the thing is he's so talented but i feel like the, the dime is going to drop on him any minute with an injury that he's going to miss months and just a big time like aldoberto mondesi you know that's another guy who's missing the whole year just you get those kind of vibes sometimes from byron buxton he is way more talented so you know it's a little bit more rewarding but the risk is probably about the same on those two guys uh another one sad to see uh jared kelnick was sent down my seattle mariners outfielder you know young talented kid just can't seem to get the stride going here in the majors. You know, it, it just stinks to see it. You know, somebody you really would have loved to see uh, find himself, but hasn't done it yet. Good luck to Jared Kelnick down in the minors. Robinson Cano signs with uh, the San Diego Padres. I mean, I'm not saying that there's any value there right this second, but definitely a situation to worth monitoring because he was great. You know, a few years ago, he's coming off of that suspension and he really didn't do anything so far for the Mets. But who knows? Maybe some things pick up for him here with the Padres. Clayton Kershaw headed to the IO with back soreness, but um, good news. It looks like everything came back clean on him and he's supposed to throw a bullpen on Wednesday. Just, you know, <laughs> I'd say just accordingly and uh, just be careful with him going forward. He's a guy, you know, he gets hurt a lot and you, you don't want to see that reoccurring back injury that he's had over the you know last few years. Uh, Matt, stop me at any point if I'm just if I'm just rambling because I'm just I, I'm just pushing my way through this. <laughs> OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brandon Lau uh, just today, or Brandon Lowe. I, I always get it so confused. I think it's Lau. I think it's Lau. So we're going to go with Lau. Yeah, Brandon Lau, lower back uh, injury headed to the IL, you know, and probably a minimum stay if you ask me. But he was getting hot here over the last couple of weeks. I did check his numbers. You know, he was uh, traded in one of my leagues recently. So I was uh, peeking into that a little bit. And hey, he looks like he was heating up a little bit. <laughs> Matt, you still a little pat on the back there for that one, my brother. But um, Johnny Cueto, a last little uh, news and note here. Johnny Cueto is getting called up to start for the White Sox. I mean, hey, a deep league. Maybe that's a dart throw, but I'm not advising him in any leagues besides maybe like a 15 man or an AL only. So, guys, that's the end of our little news and notes. Now for the infamous MD's waiver wire segment that I know everybody is uh, usually looking forward for because we uh we got some good names for you this week. So just to start off here, get it pushing. Um, somebody that I've just you know I don't know why I've been watching so many Nationals games, but for some reason I I I've just the Nationals wind up on my TV a lot. But Yadiel Hernandez, man, this kid's just been absolutely on fire recently for um the Nationals. Uh, he's only forty percent owned, owned on Yahoo. He's outfield eligible only. But man, on the season he's got uh, eleven runs, three bombs, uh, nineteen RBIs, a steal, and he's hitting a three thirty three. And I'll say this, just from what I personally see, man, he's great with um like runners in scoring position and just like timely, timely hits. So that Nationals team's been playing a little bit better recently. Cruises uh, now. Nelson Cruz has been heating up. Juan Soto's heating up. I kind of like what the kid offers here. Uh, Matt, any thoughts here on uh, Yadiel Hernandez? I mean, he's worth a shot. I mean, there's there's not really much out there. I mean, even the guys we're probably going to talk about in the bats category really isn't going to be, you know, has much sex appeal is what I would say in terms of, oh, my God, like, you know, these could be long-term solutions or more like a streaming option. He could possibly be yeah. a young dude in a 
in a lineup that he's actually, you know, I, I want to recorrect myself. I thought he was younger, but he's actually 34 years old. He is, he is actually on the older end of things, but I will say this. He had a good year last year, you know, with the nationals, but sorry to interrupt you, but I just, I got to correct myself there before I, yeah, I know. I thought he, I thought he was, I had him, I got him confused in my head with somebody else. That's my fault. My man looks like Snorlax, but, um, But I, I had to zoom in and see. I was like, oh, God. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I retract my statement about him being young. He's old and he's older than me. But I'll um, take the blame on that one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about him. And I guess nobody has, but he's playing good. So let's, this is what I say roll the dice, ride the wave. And um, you know what? There's injuries. So uh, he could find some way into somebody's lineup. But yes, uh, sir. I guess we'll, uh, we'll keep it moving with uh, a name that. Everybody probably knew, and probably he's disappointed over time, and that's Trey Mancini. Um, he's been having a little bit of a hot week. Uh, first big base has not been too great in production-wise this year so far. So, you know what? Take it where you can. Um, so, right now, as last week, he had three runs, two bombs, four ribbies, batting 400. I'll take that on a pickup all day. So, I mean, again, another one. Ride the wave, see what happens. He hits in Baltimore half the season. Um, let's see real quick. He has the New York Yankees. At home. So, I mean, I don't want to hit against Nasty Nestor, Garrett Cole, and all them, but, I mean, I'll take the fact yeah. that I have the opportunity to, to to go in Baltimore, even though they did extend the porch, but it's still better than most places. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this about um, Trey Mancini. It looks like, you know, after, you know, dealing with, um you know, cancer and making it through, thankfully, you know, we all were had our thoughts and prayers out for Trey Mancini. After no that. Yeah, after after that, I mean, you know, he's you know had a had a had a, had a shaky year last year. He did it twenty one bombs, but you know, I mean, he was nowhere near uh, Trey Mancini. Was nowhere near that um, amazing twenty nineteen. I'll just read you off what um, Trey Mancini did in twenty nineteen. Uh, he played one hundred and fifty four games. He had six hundred and two at bats, one hundred and six runs, thirty eight doubles, thirty five home runs, ninety seven RBIs, a, a steal. So he's not really going to steal any bases, and he had two ninety one. So now this year so far, Trey Mancini in 32 games, 121 at-bats. It's 11 runs, four doubles, three home runs, 13 RBIs, and he's hitting 289. So for me, it's just kind of reminiscent of that 2019 a little bit. Do I think he gets as high on the bombs? No, but hey, can he hit 25 bombs with um, a bunch of RBIs, runs, and a good batting average? Um, he sure can. So I'll say this, you know, he's first base eligible only um, on Yahoo right now. So, I mean, 58% owned. I say he go out him go out there and give him an ad. Out of everybody we're going to talk about today, he might be the highest, but I think it's going to be a tie for him. And I'll, I'll go into the, our next guy here, um, Yuli Goriel, another older guy. And I, I know that for a fact, you know, he he's getting up there in age. I, I think he's probably almost 40 years old. I'm going to just double check myself on that here in a second. Is he? Nope. He's 38 at the moment. But uh, right now um, for Yuli, he's been heating up, but uh, I'll read his number so far in the year. He's got uh, 30 games, 113 at bats, 11 runs, 13 doubles, which you kind of like to see. Um, two bombs, nine RBIs, two steals, and he's hitting 248. But the thing with Yuli is he's been a, um, he's a career 292 um, batting average guy across uh, 685 career games. So somebody that you know is known to give you that kind of batting average, he's got a little bit of pop in the bat. He's um, on the Houston Astros team, is which you know kind of puts him over Trey Mancini there. For me, um, maybe Baltimore goes out there and trades Trey Mancini, which would then boost his value. Um, but Yuli is 60. 
61% owned on Yahoo right now. So he is getting a little bit up there. I just did want to throw his name into the mix before, you know, um, his, that ownership uh, gets too high and he gets to his normal self again. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to f- figure out. Yeah. He had um, 6,300 ads today. So, yeah. So that, that, that probably bumped it up my, you know, too, when I, I, you know, I put together the show notes in the morning and then sometimes those ads just bump all these guys up by the time of recording. It was a 7% uh, jump today. So yeah, he, yeah. we were looking at him. He was, he was lower. Yeah, he's probably level. a little bit lower than that. <laughs> yeah. Waivers cleared today, but I mean, Hey, it's encouraging still 40% of your leagues. He's definitely worth at least an ad first base. Just like I was saying, like Mancini, I mean, I'll take his numbers a little bit better, especially, you know, with the fact that there's way more ribby potential. So, you know what? And let me see, who's he going up against? He's going at Boston the next two days and then Texas. Yeah. Boston's been horrible. It's a little bit better of a matchup. I mean, it's much rather than the Yankees. Yankees. They're kind of like, so, you know what? Yeah. I think we're both advising Yuli over Trey Mancini here, but um, you know, I think Trey Mancini does have a have, have a lot of value going forward. But we'll um, keep it pushing. Uh, Colton Wong is our, our next name here. And uh, once again, somebody everyone's probably familiar with at this point. Guy's been around a long time. But we wanted to mix up the positions here. Uh, he's a second baseman, you know, Milwaukee Brewers now, um, from former St. Louis Cardinal. He's 57% owned on Yahoo. Um, so far in the year, he's got uh, 20 runs, three home runs, uh, 12 RBIs. Eight steals, which I did want to point out. And he's only hitting 257, but he's been uh, heating up here recently. You know, um, on May 15th, he went two for two with a bomb and two steals. May 13th, he had a bomb, you know, um, had a steal on May 10th. So he's just been kind of chipping in a little bit here, at, you know, here and there everywhere. A uh, guy that I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of, kind of like at the moment. Uh, you can go out there and get him. You need yourself a second baseman. Uh, I, I'm, I'm recommending Colt Long for this week. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, second base, another future thing. He's, he had 14% bump, so you probably you're gonna probably have trouble finding him in your league. He's still 57% owned. But I'll take that week and especially at second base. Shoot, is he available in my other league? Because I actually really need one. So um that's gonna happen. Um, and then you go from there. You know, it is yeah, what it's it's getting tough out there, guys. You know, we're we're doing our best uh we can here at the MDs, but these waiver wire episodes as we get further and further along. Um, I will throw one uh more name out there for uh the deeper, deeper league um folks, somebody that we have talked about um on the podcast and a little bit spur of the moment because Matt is making me feel a little bit uh off with these high ownership numbers, but somebody who is only six percent owned on Yahoo, somebody we've talked about before on the podcast. Uh, Travis Demerit of the Atlanta Braves. Now he's eligible at second base, shortstop, and outfield on Yahoo. He's hitting 300 on the year. He's got three bombs. He's got um, five RBIs. And I'll tell you this: I've watched him. Uh, watched his, a lot of his games. The kid's got an outstanding glove. So I see him sticking around. You know, with the Braves, he's hit leadoff actually the last four games. On May 13th, he went three for three. On May 11th, he hit a bomb. On May 14th, he went two for four. So just a kid that kind of looks like, you know, he's doing a little bit of, you know, this, a little bit of that in the Braves lineup. I think he could totally do worse than Travis Demerit. Matt, I know I'm just throwing this one at you off the cuff here. You know, somebody we have mentioned before. What do you think about Travis Demerit? Um, The fact that he's hitting 300 on the air sells it for me because, I mean, trying to find batting average, usually even in the draft, right? So, like, after pick 110. You're even lucky if you can find somebody batting 300. Now you're going to be able to scoop somebody off the waiver wires doing it. Yeah, I'm going to take that because you know what? If I can pick somebody up, not kill me in batting average category, I'm a happy camper. But uh, yeah, that's the most I know about him because that's it. The first time I'm hearing his name. Yeah, I'll, I'll, 
I'll say this. I mean, um, you know, in the minors, he hit uh, 283 this year in 12 games. In the minors last year, he hit um, 285 across, you know, uh, 82 games with actually 22 bombs and eight steals. He's 27 years old, so kind of in that prime where, you know, he could be doing a little bit of something like he is. So there, there could be something to see here going forward. I think 6% owned is a little bit low for a guy that's doing what he's doing with uh, triple position eligibility, Travis DeMerit, second, short, and outfield. And, I mean, th- th- that's just th- that's just somebody that needs to be picked up in a lot more leagues. Uh, let's transition, though, Matt, to uh, starting pitchers, uh, you know, here. And uh, we're going to start it off with one of my boys here. I went out and I picked this guy up in almost all my leagues that he was available. And that's either, I believe it's Josh Winder or Josh Winder. Not 100% sure on that one. I will get it straight by uh, the next time we talk about him here. So uh, thankfully, he's probably not listening to the episode right now. So with uh, Josh uh, Winder here, um, he's 38% owned on Yahoo, which is uh, you can go out there and get him in most of your leagues right now, which I would advise to do as uh, he's my number one uh, wave wire pitcher that we're going to talk about today. Uh, I'll give you his number so far in the year for Winder. He has uh, two wins, one loss, two, four, five ERA. That's across three starts, and he came out of the bullpen for three games as well. 25 innings, he has 22 strikeouts, and he's got a 097 whip. Looks very, very good in my opinion, and he has a very good uh, track, record, uh, track record in the minor league as well. Uh, last year for Winder, he had um, a 2.62 ERA, four wins, zero losses, 14 starts, 72 innings, 80 Ks, and 094 whip. And the year before, it was just more of the same for uh, Josh Winder of the Minnesota Twins, starting pitcher. He was 7-2. and two in 2019 in the minors 21 starts 265 era uh, 125 innings 118 k's and 097 whip just like i said highly highly recommending this kid right now yeah i mean his last start wasn't start wasn't so hot um that's true against houston which is not great but i mean everything else before but every pitcher gets lit up so don't let that deter you is it i guess it is what i'm saying here i think that you know what it's hard to find a good pitcher out there and somebody that's at least kind of, kind of staying in the low ERAs and, you know, doing their thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably take a shot on him. I mean, why not? Yeah, but- and I'll just, I'll just throw on this little uh, last tidbit. Um, he does get Oakland this week, as I mentioned, and his last outing against Oakland came on May sixth. He went six innings strong. He got the win. He had eight strikeouts. Did not give up a run. Had an 05 whip. Um, just we'll transition here into our next uh, starting pitcher, Matt. That's actually uh, somebody I seen you picked up, so I don't know if you want to take the lead here. I believe it's Zach Luge or Zach Loge. Once again, with these names, these are just uh, guys that are fairly new, so we're not a hundred percent sure on the names. But uh, I believe it's Zach Luge here for yeah. the Oakland Athletics. Luge, Lugie, my bad, but you know what's <laughs> happening. Uh, huge Lugie, I'm not sure, but my man. You know, spit a loogie all over Detroit today, it looks like. So this is today. You got the W, six Ks and seven innings, zero, zero runs given up with a point seven one. Oh, wait, uh, Matt, wait. was that? No, that was the uh, 11th, right? May 11th? Oh, I apologize. That is May Yeah, 11th. right, May 11th. He's May 11th, going tonight. Right. I was just yeah, he, all excited. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah no, nah, nah, I hear you. I hear you. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, right. good, good, good call. Week before that, against Minnesota. 5Ks, 3.6 ERA, and that was in five innings. Tonight, I think he's probably going to keep on the train against Minnesota going later in the in the uh, in, into the game. 17% owned, which is pretty hot. Uh, a nice pro- pitching prospect finally getting his shot. So I took a shot on him today. I think that he he may have um, a long-term value, uh, being that, you know, what he's doing now is probably going to keep him in the rotation. So I'm pretty pumped about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I will say this. I'm not super, super familiar with the kid. You know, I, I, I did see that he was picked up in a couple of leagues here with um, outstanding numbers so far in the year. Uh, Matt, did you read off his, his numbers on the year? I, uh, I don't want to repeat here if you did. Not that I did the, the play-by-play, yeah. but I, I can hit it for you real quick. So it's two yeah, dogs, okay, yeah. 12 Ks. Uh, 135 ERA, 105 whip in 13 innings. That's pretty, that's pretty. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Awesome. So, so, so the kids looked great since he um has got cold up here. It's against Minnesota tonight and he does looks like he's lined up against the angels next time out. So I don't know. Uh, you're taking a little bit of a risk here with the kid. I mean, um, in the minors so far this year, he didn't look too great across four starts. He had a five, six, two ERA, 16 innings, 13 Ks and a one, eight, one um, whip. So that wasn't too great, but I will say this in 2021 in the minors, he looked a lot better. It was a three, six, seven ERA, 12 wins, four losses. And once again, I believe it's Zach Luge <laughs> here. We're talking about of the Oakland athletics, uh, 24 starts, 125 innings, 144 strikeouts with a one, one, one whip. So he did have a very strong 2021. Um, I will say this, if he continues to pitch well, then, Hey man, you know, it, it's a juice to orange situation, you know, with this kid, you, you pick him up and, and you just see where it goes. I, I, I think you could do worse than, uh, than Zach Luge at the moment. Uh, the next guy we were going to talk about here is going to be let's do um let's do Hinjin Ryu, somebody that everyone is uh, familiar with here, uh, Toronto Blue Jays pitcher. Uh, he he's been banged up a little bit uh, to start the year, coming off um had two bad starts, uh, got injured, but came back and had a strong one in his last outing on May 14th in his uh, first comeback game. He pitched 4.2 innings against Tampa Bay, which is actually a very good team. Uh, got only three Ks. Had a 193 ERA and a 107 whip. So, I mean, he looked pretty good. Gets Cincinnati Reds here on May 20th, which is, you know, <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds are, be- are literally beating themselves right now. So, I mean, if he can't go out there and give you a little something, something against the, the Cincinnati Reds, I'd be disappointed. But it's a monitor. It's a situation to monitor. 54% owned on Yahoo uh, with Hinjin Ryu. And I mean, he's somebody who's been successful in the past before. So, I, I would like to see if um, the Blue Jays can get anything uh, left out of him here you know, going forward. Once again, uh, I'll say for the starts of this week, you know, him and him and uh, Winder there, Winder got a pretty good, uh, pretty good matchups. So, I mean, I would, uh, I would try and go out there and get Ryu if you need a streamer for this week. Yeah. I mean, Ryu, um, you guys are probably all cringing hearing his name if you owned him last year, because he was, (laughs) that is true. He was the outright bust of all busts. I mean, we all thought coming out of 2020 that he was going to continue, you know, he finally figured it out. And on that Blue Jays team, that's looking really good and young. That was going to be their race. But unfortunately, he took an outright dumpster fire and just, you know, pooped in his big boy pants here. So what I would say is it's a little encouraging, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. But the start is good, at least for a spot start and, you know, yeah. a nice little pitch and ditch action. And then, you know, see how he did. If he really lights him up, maybe hold him for next week, see who he's pitching against. But, I mean, if it's anybody halfway decent, I'm probably is a drop for me after the fact. But stream as you will. Stream. Fully agreeing with you, everything there. I just, like I said, it's. I think it's a great start for this week. And the Reds are literally beating themselves at this point with, you know, Hunter Green and uh, Art Warren giving them, uh, you know, no, a bunch of no-hit innings, and they still somehow managed to lose that game. So, you know, um. <laughs> I, I definitely think he's worth the shot this week. Uh, Matt, you want to talk about your boy here, the one uh, you, you were a little little high on? You wanted me to add on here? I believe it's a Chase Silseth. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, Is that yeah, how you say it? I believe that that's how I've seen it pronounced. It's Chase Silseth. Okay. That's, that's that's how I believe it's pronounced. This one I've heard I've heard said before, so that's what I had heard. That's what I'm going by. <laughs> okay. Well, so here's the deal. Sil- Silseth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
um, is, is one of angels top processing uh, pitching prospects. And you know what? Uh, it's exciting to see him being called up. They have a lot of good young pitchers. I don't know if he's going to stay up. That's the thing, but I think he's at least a stream. He's definitely worth it. His first outing in six innings. Um, he had four K's got the W no, no, no runs given up in a whip. And he doesn't show right now, but he's probably going to at least get one more start before getting sent down. I think the plan is for the kid to start Sunday against Oakland. That's what I'm seeing here because they do have the six man rotation. So it's going to be five starts or five games until he gets his next start. You know, he'll start the sixth. Right. Game. So that's, um, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So, and you said Oakland. So that's an easy uh, matchup. Yeah, Oakland. Yeah, it's a yeah. very easy matchup. That's cake right there. So that's a start for me, especially at the end of the week. You know, a nice little extra, probably the dub, probably the K's, definitely the ERA, it looks like, because, I mean, nobody's even hitting on, on Oakland. They're just as bad as the Reds. Um, yeah, 5% so, owned for Chase Silseth, starting yeah. pitcher of the Los Angeles Angels here. Uh, Matt, I will chime in with you here and say first outing was absolutely great. Uh, this year in the minors, uh, he looked good so far, too. It was uh, five starts, 2-0. and oh. 173 ERA, 26 innings, 37 Ks, and an 084 whip, man. Um, kid looks kid looks good. I believe I read that he was um the first player to be called up from the 2021 draft, which is awesome to see. You know, he's only 22 years old. So I don't think anybody really knows too much about this kid. If they told you that they that they did, they'd be lying. Besides, maybe, you know, he throws hard. I saw he throws about 97 miles an hour. He got um, pretty good breaking stuff as well. You know, I watched a little bit of that first start there. At least saw the highlights, to be honest with you. And I mean, I think you could do worse than the kid right now. You go out there, you throw him out against Oakland, and you kind of see where this thing goes. You know, the Angels are, are decent with starting pitching, you know. So, um, I mean, uh, juice the orange with the kid and just kind of kind of see where the situation goes. So, we're going to keep it uh, moving here to our last starting pitcher. And then we got uh, two closers here for, to wrap it up for you. But we're going to talk about um, Bailey Ober, you know, of the Minnesota Twins. Minnesota Twins have been uh, pretty good, but uh, Bailey Ober here is supposed to be coming off of the IL. I'll give you the exact date in a second if y'all bear with me. Uh, when is he coming uh, he's, off He's got a rehab start on Sunday. Yes. Okay. So there you go. That's what it was. Thank you, my brother. I do appreciate that. Um, he actually, in his last our rehab start, he racked up seven strikeouts over five innings in a minor league start with Triple uh, A St. Paul. That was on Sunday, and um, it was uh, four earned runs. So I mean, I mean, he gave up a couple runs there, but I mean, you know, he's working his way back from an injury. So maybe he was trying out a couple things here um, on the minor leaguers. But so far for Bailey Ober on the year, he's been pretty good. 275 ERA, a 122 whip, which is a little high, 19 innings, 16 strikeouts. But Minnesota, you know, they're doing all right here with starting pitching. They were working with Chris Paddock. You know, um, they, they just, they're, they're all right. I, I like, you know, they're a first place team. Um, you could totally do worse than Ober right now. 41% owned. I say keep an eye on the situation and, you know, you see where it goes. Uh, Joe Ryan, by the way, was the other name I was trying to think of. The, the Minnesota Twins, you know, working wonders with that kid as well. So keep an eye on uh, Bailey Ober and just see where things go here with him that's the uh that's the last uh starting pitcher that we have for you guys today um on uh, the waiver wire but we do want to throw in um two closers here uh the better of the two is going to be emilio pagan of once again minnesota twins he looks like he he's got the opportunity there over uh over uh, duran or duran uh once again we're having a horrible day with the names today uh, Happy Monday. So, 
Yeah, happy Monday, folks. <laughs> um, so, so far, Pagan on the year, he's got uh, five saves, uh, 11.2 innings, 15 Ks, a 1.45 ERA, but that whip is a little high with a 1.46. He used to close for Tampa Bay. So, I mean, you know, didn't have like a full-time job, but he got a bunch of saves over there over the past couple of years. So he has experience in the role. And I think the Twins are going to look to rock out with him here for a little bit, 31% owned on Yahoo at the moment. My brother, any thoughts on the, the closer here, Emilio Pagan? I mean, it's definitely encouraging because he's had five five saves in the last month. So, oh, there you uh, go. so I mean, he, clearly he's at least getting the opportunity for saves when they when they do present themselves. Um, at this point, he's averaging one a week. I mean, last week he had three. So, yeah, it looks like things are looking up for him. Yeah. So they're clearly trusting him. If they're throwing him out there three times one week. So, you know what? I'd pick him up if you if you're struggling for a closer, truthfully. And that's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So last name here um, on, uh, you know, uh, the Wave Wire episode for us, that's going to be the closer right now for uh, the Baltimore Orioles. That's Felix Bautista. I mean, he's actually looked really, really good so far in the year. And the kid's got electric stuff from what I've seen. 193 ERA, a 107 whip. You know, he's only got two saves so far because I think he's uh, stole that low roll from Jorge Lopez, you know, and uh, that's 14 innings, 16 Ks here for Felix Batista. 4% owned. Uh, go out there and get him. I'm actually, I'm really recommending this kid. I think he's got good stuff. The Orioles been winning, you know, games here, you know, recently. So I'd say, you know, he's definitely worth the add. And the games they are going to win are probably going to be close and they're going to be need to be saved. And this kid looks like he's doing well so far. Yep, two saves last week, so he's definitely getting the opportunity again. That trends in the upward direction. So you're, this is the thing about closers: about four, no, about sixty-five percent won't keep their job going into the season, and there'll be these guys that you scoop up, and then you just keep keep mixing and matching, staying like water. If you didn't get one of the top five, so you know what? This is one of those guys. I'm just going to keep bringing to you every week. Yeah, I fully agree with you, my brother. That's the game that I, I love to play in fantasy baseball is who's closing for what team, who got hurt. And, you know, it's something I, I like to pride myself in. So, you know, um, pay attention to the closers that we are bringing up because we're not just really bringing them up for no reason. We're bringing them up because we think they're uh, capable of saving games for their teams and helping out your fantasy teams in a category that sometimes can be uh, tough to get a hold of. Once again, 4% owned for uh, Felix Batista. You can get him pretty much uh, everywhere right now. So, guys, uh, that brings uh, this one uh, to an end. You know, uh, Fantasy MDs, we appreciate everything that, you know, all the love, all the support that we're getting, you know, these days. Uh, one thing that we will throw out there, if you could throw out, go out and, uh, you know, uh, give us a five-star review on Spotify and um, Apple and write a little review if you like what you're hearing so far. You know, we truly would appreciate it. It goes a long way of helping us, you know, get our reach a little bit further. You know, and, uh, it, it means a lot. It means a lot. So, uh, you know, we'll see you guys again on uh, Thursday with um, some a uh, little bit more uh, fun here at the Fantasy MDs. Uh, until then, guys, thank you. See Peace. you.